No, I see the one, but it's get small ones. What's this? Okay, hello. Okay, I'm going to show you. Kashir Achayasa. Another adult moment. Welcome. We may have to interrupt the Skype call in the middle because, oh my gosh, people keep falling off. Um, there's other people that said they're trying to get on. They're not on the computer yet, they're not by the computer yet, so we may have to interrupt and recall you. So I hope you're not... Uh, Not going to get too antsy about that. Um, yeah. The last year. Tough Shanayan Aleph. So you have to be careful how you say it. Shimshin uh, Stock would very profoundly put it. And he would say, we collect for Chavis and Chavis And he would say, Ladies and gentlemen, take out your wallets, open your zipper, take out a dollar and give me the rest. So, until he finished the sentence, it was quite strange. Um, tonight's year is sponsored for those who are here. We'll be partaking of refreshments. Lila Nishmas, Leahenya Basihudis. The outside was Yutes El. Shama should be and she should be a good Tibet for her Mishpacha. Her granddaughter is sponsored tonight's year. So Chaim Chaim Rachel and Shama should have an Aliyah. Nitzavim v'yelech are always the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Nitzavim v'yelech are another one of the major examples that tell us and show us the beauty of Tera. Last week we spoke in Pashkisave of the Teichachah. And we took a Pasuk in the Teichacha and we took it one way and we read it reverse and we by reversing the Pasuk we found that the, te- the Pasuk instead of being actually a curse of the Teichacha was in essence a, bl- a blessing of Bracha. The Gemara tells us in Mesech this Bracha is Kishem Shemivarech We're going to have to try to interrupt again the Skype so we can go back on again. There are people that just signed on that would like to stay on. So I apologize again for the Skype. We'll come back to you in a second. Getting very, very technical with computers. Two errors to be human if you want to really mess it up, use technology. 
um, any year now. On top of all that, my computer is not the... But it's coming, it's coming. Uh, our computer friend has told us that he's working on another computer that's much stronger, much bigger, much better. And hopefully, okay, we still only have two other people that signed on. Let's call out again. We'll have to do this at least one more time tonight, I see. Hmm? This is today? Got a Leah? I'm having a suit today. What? Where did he have last night? Where did he have last night? Why didn't you go? Why didn't you tell me what he got? Well, okay. So, Chaim to him. Nice boy. Okay, now we got three more people on. Now, let's try again. So Nitzav Mevayelech show us how the opposites of Tera seemingly so opposite and yet are one. Nitzav meaning standing still, Mevayelech means going. And yet it's one parsha. It's called one name. Nitzav Mevayelech, Nitzav Mevayelech. Oh boy, one guy just fell off again. <sighs> Lovely. Many years ago, I don't know if this is actual Baghdad or something similar. In an area where there was a sultan as a king. And it was dangerous to walk at night. And it was Friday night. And the woman was home alone with her son. The husband was in shul. Now, obviously, there was before cell phones, so even if it was not Friday night, we wouldn't have contacted him. And she noticed her child developed a very high fever. And the fever was not breaking. We'll do whatever she tried to do, she could not break it. <clears throat> so to bring the child to the doctor would be even more dangerous so she decided to leave the child for a moment and to run out to the doctor although it was dangerous for her to walk on the street and lo and behold after a short distance towards the doctor along came a sack a burlap sack over her head and she was beaten unconscious and when she woke up, she was in the palace of the sultan. The sultan was very happy. I'm so glad you brought me a new wife. He thanked the servants profusely for the new wife that they brought him. And he said, it's not only a wife, it's a beautiful wife, not only so beautiful, but even Jewish. This is going to be magnificent. The woman turned to him and said, Your Master, Your Majesty, 
please understand. First of all, I can't marry. I'm a married woman. And secondly, I'm Jewish. Would never marry a non-Jew if I wasn't married. Ah, he said, you're being so narrow-minded. Don't you realize what kind of life you're going to lead as the head of my harem? You're going to be my number one wife. Do you have any idea what kind of benefits that's going to reap for you? Don't be foolish. Forget about your husband. We'll tell your husband you died. He'll go on living. He'll marry another person. She started to cry, but my baby is at home. She said, I'll give you babies. You'll have children. Come up, Nay. That's a classic. <laughs> Today on the highway, I kept going. <laughs> we know. Come what may. Okay, we have another person that signed out to the, to the internet, not to Skype. Well, let's finish the story first. He could not convince her that she would marry him. And so finally he told her, I have a way to change your mind. You'll spend some time in my tower. And after a short amount of time in the tower, we're sure that you're going to acquiesce and you're going to agree to marry me. He told the servants, take her away. And she was brought many, many, many steps to a real tower, old-style tower. That's not me. And she's brought into the room Okay, um, Skype, we're going to recall again now because somebody else just joined on. Hold on one second. <sighs> this could get annoying. <coughs> oh, he wanted to be called. Second, see if we can find him. Because he's on the road. Oh, here we are. Okay. This is getting very annoying, this guy. Okay. Um, this person answers down that we're in the middle of the shear, and since it's not by Skype computer, we're going to have him on the phone. Babies. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry. She came into the tower. Very plush looking room. Carpets all around. Okay. The window was quite high. 
quite high the window, and she took some of the carpets, she piled them one on top of the other, she climbed up to see how the distance is for the window. She thought it's quite a drop, but there were bushes below. And of course, the Messias Nefesh of a Jewish woman, not to Chashol marry a guy. She got one of the carpets, she wrapped it around herself, and she said, Davis is going to protect me for my son. And she tossed herself out the window with a carpet wrapped around her and landed on a bush. When she finally came to herself, she realized she was actually alive. She grabbed, ran with the carpet around her. She ran and ran and ran to get home. In the interim, the husband had come home and he saw the baby lying there in fever. And he went to get the doctor. The doctor healed the child. But where is his wife? And he started to ask around and nobody knew. Nobody saw. Nobody heard. And he went out. He said he'd leave the child for a while. The child is better now. And he went out to the waters to air his mind out, to daven for his wife. And as he came out there, he noticed somebody else walking around, also moping. Who is it? The Almighty Sultan himself. My gosh, Sultan, what's the matter? Ah, he says, Oh my gosh, Skype just went ballistic on me. He says about a woman that he had that he wanted to marry her, so beautiful. And worse than that, she jumped and she ran away with a carpet that had all his jewels in it. He had one carpet, all his jewels sewn, sewn into a carpet. And that carpet... Oh my gosh, somebody fell off again. That carpet she ran away with. No. Man said, I'm sorry to hear that, Mr. Sultan. And he left. You guys are going to kill me on, on Skype today, but I have to redial in a minute because someone fell off on that last um, Skype mishap over there where the internet shut down somehow. But let's finish the story quickly. The man went home, and lo and behold, his wife was asleep on the couch, and next to her was the carpet, which he found out all about beforehand. And they picked themselves up after Shabbos and they sold the jewelry and bought themselves a nice little mansion of their own and moved away from where they were and what they were. Okay, Skype, we're going to do one more call now because again someone fell off. Um, Yes, he fell off. Okay, the phone call fell Driving through the valleys. He's not online. So I cut off for nothing. 
gosh. One second. I need, I have to find a techie just to take care of this thing for me. I can't get busy doing the Skype and this texting and the phones and it gets a little hard to concentrate on the shear itself. So with this we see I'm dialing without him. He's off. From here we see Teda. The magnificent part of Teda how in itself a blessing tell this person that we're calling him because the Skype is not working on his Skype. He keeps falling off. He's just stay on the phone instead. What? Um, nine. How much is he asking? Okay, you're on the phone. Fine. So we see, therefore, we see, therefore, how the person who thought and saw the worst happening to them, how she was going to fall into the hands of a goy, and yet the salvation came in such a way, after, came such a way, that it was a blessing. So as we see Nitzavim and Vayelech, we see standing still and going. It's not an oxymoron. It's not a, not a contradiction. It's one or the other. The person has to stand. Atem Nitzavim Kulchem. You're standing today. Today refers to the day of Rosh Hashanah. And you're standing today on this day of Rosh Hashanah before the Eivishta together. Kulchem. But Vayelech, the person has to be Mechayel Elchayel, the person has to constantly go. A person cannot suffice and cannot say, Ach, I've had enough, Maspikli, I'm, I'm at a high enough level, I'm doing well enough, I'm doing fine. One of the expressions that I despise, when you ask somebody, how are you? Or, would you like a glass of water or something? And I say, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't ask for an opinion. I asked how you are. I asked if you want a glass of water. Don't give me your opinions. You're good. You're not good. I'll make the opinion decision if you're good or not. The time of Al Terebe, again, another example of how we don't see the bracha in something sometimes, and we have to come on to a munah pshuta, or sometimes a munah sadikim, belief, simple belief, or belief in a tzaddik. But what is belief in a tzaddik? We learn, we see, the Torah tells us, Vayaminu b'ashem of a avdoi. The Jews believed in God, and they believed in Moshe, the servant. They believed in the servant? Yes. We have to believe in a munah sadikim, and that is the way that we attach ourselves to the Abish to obey Siddhbakun, the Torah says, you have to attach yourself to God. How do you attach yourself? Rashi explains through the Tamid HaChacham. 
And that's why it's brought down in Sfarim, and we spoke, I think, last week about it, that on, before Rosh Hashanah, it is traditional, it's not traditional, Halacha, the Shekhanach says, that before Rosh Hashanah, one should give tzedakah, not money, for food, for Tamid HaChachamim. It's supposed to be for poor Tamid HaChachamim, but Hayye says the Rebbe, we don't want to Chas Shalom say that a, poor, a person is poor, that he's being decreed as poor, but rather this year he'll become rich actually. So therefore we don't call it for the poor. But right now they're the needy, and since they're needy, therefore they have to be given what they need for Yom Tif. And this, if you're listening on the internet, if you want to send in, is a very important cause that we're actually raising money for for Yom Tif, for the teachers or anyone else that we have to give for food for Yom Tif. But in the time of the Alter Rebbe, there was a, fo- a fellow who was not a chassid of the Alter Rebbe. He was a businessman who did very, very well, very comfortable. His, his Parnassa, he built the ships for the Navy, for the Russian Navy. He had the contract to build the ships. But he was far from Jew. And do we understand the mind frame, the mindset of, of anti-Semitan? You'll never understand what an anti-Semite is. Even if chas v'sholem, chas v'sholem, you have in your heart any kind of, any form of animosity to somebody, you don't begin to know what animosity is because you can't develop a Jew can't develop the hatred that the anti-Semite has for the Jew. <laughs> I guess the joke, the story that we told a million times is only fitting to tell for a quick joke, quick, of the couple that was due to have a baby on Shabbos. And they asked it up what they had to do. And he said, one of the things you have to make sure, you can't drive, because if you drive, you can't start turning off your car. And you can't drive back. So, you have to take a car service. She should call the car service, of course, because it's not his Pekuch Nefesh. And they should ask to make sure that it's not a Jewish driver, of course. You don't want Hashem to have a Jewish driver. And she asked the driver to do everything, to open the door, take the bag, whatever. The kids said, lo and behold, she went into a strong labor Friday night. They call up the car service. Please don't send the Jewish driver. I said, fine. Driver of Schwarzer picks them up, definitely not Jewish. And route to the hospital, he hears the dispatcher calling the car, and he says, Mr. Uh, car, whatever number you are, did you pick up those anti Semites yet? When the person said, I don't, don't, pick, don't bring a Jewish driver, I'm saying, mate, this is, yeah, okay, these anti Semites don't want to drive with a Jew. Lech, Tavin, Gay, Fashtay. The kids of the Antisemitan that worked for, worked for this Jew would have killed him, but they would have gotten caught and they would have sat in jail or killed. So they decided they're going to derive a plan, a foolproof plan, and they're going to have him put away. Since he didn't do the actual labor on the ships, they built a ship faulty, and after building the ship faulty, they went to the government and they told the government, look, this Jew is trying to cut corners. 
he built a faulty ship, and by building a faulty ship, the Russian army, the Russian navy is in jeopardy. He's jeopardizing, he's a revolutionary. The worst punishment, the worst thing you could possibly do is go against the regime. Immediately, the man, without knowing any kind of suspicion, not any kind of dream, a whim, was arrested with the charges of mutiny. Mutiny is trying to endanger my sailors, the Tsar's army, Tsar's navy. Baruch Hashem, he was posted, he was given bail to post bail, he posted the bail, and he went from one lawyer to the next, and the lawyer said, you have a very strong case against you, there's no hope for you, we're not taking on this case, it's too embarrassing, with all the incriminating evidence against you. Anyway, somebody recommended, never mind, the lawyers go to the Alter Rebbe. First, Chabad Rebbe. And he traveled to the Yajna. And he secured a Yechidus, a private audience with the Rebbe. And he's standing face to face with the Rebbe, and he burst out crying, and he told his woeful, st- woeful story. The Rebbe looked at him and told him, I want you to go to the horse's market. Purchase the four finest, beautiful horses. Spare no money on it. Purchase a beautiful wagon. Attach it. Go to Petersburg. Capital. Go to where the Tsar himself lives. And drive back and forth in front of the Tsar. Take your wagon and drive back and forth in front of the Tsar's palace. A servant will come out and offer you money for your horses. You have to refuse. He will up his price and he'll keep upping his price until he's got you plotting from the numbers that he's offering you. And then he will finally say, it's for the Tsar. You're immediately to put on a tremendous show, a tremendous act jump off your wagon, raise your eyes up to heaven, for the czar? Of course. Money? God forbid I will take money from the czar. And that was it. Not taking money from the czar. And you give it as a gift. And then hope for a miracle. (laughs) The Lord says, and then you hope for a miracle. No. The Yomar had no idea what this man was talking about, what the Rebbe was talking about. He's not a chassid. So it didn't, it didn't at all click with him what, this, what the Rebbe wanted, but this is his last straw, as they say. There is no other way out. He ran to the horse's market. He purchased the four finest, strongest horses for an exorbitant price. Bought a beautiful, magnificent wagon and traveled the long, arduous journey. <laughs> And as he arrived at his destination, he began to go back and forth in front of the palace. Today's days, they would consider that a terrorist attack and they would have you arrested. 
Someone just jumped in on this group. I have no idea who it is. They would have you arrested. But okay, they went off the group. As he rode back and forth, lo and behold, true to the word of the Altarebbe, the servant came running. And as the servant came running, he started to bargain. And he started to offer. And he offered more and he more and more, just like the Altarebbe said. And then suddenly, oh yeah, brach, there it goes again. And suddenly, he says, but it's for the Tsar. As soon as he heard it's for the Tsar, he jumped off the wagon, he raised up his head to the sky and he saluted, for my Tsar, for my king, for my whatever, I wouldn't take a penny. If he covets my horses and wagon, it's his. Immediately the servant took it into the stable, and the Zah saw this from the window, this bizarre behavior, and he sent immediately somebody out to ask, to find out who this person is, and to call him into the palace. And as he called him into the palace, he told him, that was very, very meritorious in your behalf. It was a beautiful thing that you just did. And um, who are you? And immediately he told him who he was. And the name sounded very familiar. And then the Tsar remembered, wait a minute, this is the guy that was being charged with mutiny. But look how loyal he is and faithful he is to me must be a blood libel. This must be lies. This must be a trumped up story. And the bazaar told him, come walk with me to the, to the stall. Let's meet the horses. Let's see them. And each time that the czar touched, patted one of the horses, he got more and more enthusiastic about the fact that it was a lie. And it's all a blood libel. And he immediately freed this person and exonerated him from anything he went down and he actually found the real, something's burning in the kitchen he found the real materials and he found the real culprits for this and the Jew was set free the Jew went back to the Alter Rebbe and he said Rebbe, what was that? why did you perform a miracle through horses? The Hatta Rebbe said, I didn't perform any miracles. He says, so why did you tell me to get horses? He says, Pasuk in the Teda. Pasuk in the Teda says, the king should not add horses to his stall. Only X and not the horses, he should not want horses. What is the actual reason for it? The actual reason Rashi explains because most horses, quality horses, were bred in Egypt. Oh, get off again. Most quality horses were bred in Egypt. So, the tailor is telling us, we don't want you to return to Egypt. 
if you're going to breed horses, you're going to covet horses, eventually you're going to go back to Egypt. And you don't want that. So to avoid that, says the Tata, don't get horses. Said the Rebbe, I understood therefore, Ishleim HaMelech, and Dover HaMelech, were told not to get horses, then there must be something wrong with them. They must have some kind of Kishif, some kind of magic in them. And therefore, he said, because I saw they had magic in them, I figured the Tsar also, his head would be fadrate from this. Oh my gosh, flying, falling like flies tonight. And that way, you would be saved. This Shabbos is also the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, as I mentioned before. Being the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, it's Shabbos Mevarch Machedish. As Shabbos Mevarch Machedish, it's Mevarch like any other month, but it's different. Meaning we have is to do everything that we do on every Shabbos Mevarchim. I'm not on full screen, by the way. I could invite, I can invite also middle of this thing. You have to answer me, Manor. The chat, oh, okay, now how do I do this? Somebody's calling in the middle, how do I do that? If I answer, will it put everybody else out? Yeah, I'll put yeah, everybody else on hold. No, no, so I can't do that. So how do I add him? Which icon? Hold on. No, this is send message. I don't know which icon you're talking about here. Okay, Manor, you got to help me out here. we got a guy online that wants to get on. Click icon. We have a shoe going on here. Hold. On the center, below the video. Let's see. Okay, I have video. I have plus, a plus mark. Hide IM. What is this? I got you. This is so perplexing. Okay. Add to call. Add to call. Great idea. Add to call. Now it just has to be act. Here he is. Putting him back in. Okay. We're adding him to the call, I hope. Is that going to work just like that? I don't know. Let me see. I have to push this. 
Manor, you have to show up at a shear here because I can't do this myself. I need a technician just to run this. Oh, we got you back in. Okay, good. Welcome back. It's Shabbos and Varchim We have a custom to keep all the customs that we do Shabbos and Varchim, such as saying the entire Tehillim, and of course, Fabrenging. We don't want to get deprived of that part. But we don't actually bench the Chedesh. We don't do Mavarchim HaChedesh before Musaf. The reason being, because this month, and this is a, uh, actually a conversation, a question that went back generation to generation to generation. Each Rebbe asked as a child his father, Until finally the Al-Tarebbe himself said, when I was in Mizrich, I heard from my teacher, the Magad of Mizrich, in the name of the Baal Shem Tev, that Chedesh Ashvi is Chedesh Harishin the Chedesh Hashanah. It's the seventh month from Chedesh Nisan, but it's the first of the year, which makes Rosh Hashanah. And the Ebishtah, Kodesh Baruch Abatzim, Varche B'Shabbos Nevarche Meshul. The last Shabbos of the month of El, which is Shabbos Nevarche of Chedesh Tishrei, God Himself benches the new month. And thereby giving us the capacity to be able to bless the other 11 months of the year. And that's what it says, Atem Nitzavim Hayyim. Hayyim, of course, we say is Rosh Hashanah, which is Yem Adin. And Vatim Nitzavim, Nitzavim is a notion of standing and actually standing strong. And that we're going to merit to a proper din from God. And this is the blessing of the Abishnah. This is the blessing of God. And Shabbos Nevarachim Chedesh Ashvi, which is Shvi is Lashon Masbiyah, to fulfill, to fill, to fill up with all good throughout the year for the Jewish nation. And therefore we rely on the Abishnah to bench this month. And we just do the good parts, like saying Tillam and Fabring. Slichas is this Matzah Shabbos. The first night of Slichas is said Matzah Shabbos. Thereafter, Slichas is recited by Shmeres Habeker, the earlier morning. Now that's, of course, a matter of opinion. Whereas I say Slichas every morning, 6.15, except for Rosh Hashanah, there is a minion that starts about a quarter to six, ten to six. We say Slichas Ashmer Sabeka, and then there are those people that are 10.15 in the morning consider that Ashmer Sabeka as well. We're not going to negotiate Atam Vereach and those who need to sleep and have to sleep, God is waiting for your prayers all day long. But it's still customary to do it by Shmer Sabeka. Erev Rosh Hashanah, aside for Slichas, there's also the custom of Ataras Nadarim. By the way, those who didn't have Mairev yet tonight, bear in mind, this is the last Wednesday night Mairev of Tavshinai and Aleph. So make it worth a run. 
because next Wednesday night is already tough Shnayim Beis. Um, uh, what? No, okay. I'm leaving the headphone back in now because I hear you. I I did it already. I got him on. Thank you. Um, of course, we know that the three kapitlach were added from Rosh Chodesh on. Shefa blown every day. We're holding slichas now. In Erev Hashanah, we also do Hataras Nedarim. Hataras Nedarim is the nullification of our vows that we made throughout the year. Hataras Nedarim is done with 11 people, 10 sitting and 1 standing. And the person recites Shimon Arabaisai, Dayan and Mumchim. These and these are what I've done, what I've said throughout the year. And they answer, the 10 people respond, Hakal Mutalach. And they say three times that just like we, Bezdin Shalmata, here Bezdin Shalmata, are nullifying your vows, so too Bezdin Shalmata should take care of your vows. Now, Atar Sadaram can be done any time during the day, Erev Hashanah, of course. But again, to get ten people to sit down, you have to do it at a normal time, so that you're going to get ten people sitting still with you. Um, for those of us on Arab Rosh Hashanah that want to say stichas early, we say stichas at 75.15. Prior to stichas, we do Hataras Nadarim. So about a quarter to five, 4.30 already, people are already antsy, sitting in their seats, and they have already groups of 11 people all over Shul. And by 5.15, there's Kinahara, almost 200, 300 people ready to say stichas. Um, who is like the Jewish nation? That no matter what's going on, Erev Rosh Hashanah, they're up at 5.15 and they're saying Slichas. Asheinu Matev Chalkeinu. Asheinu, of course, we know is the letters of Shneir. And so, after Slichas Erev Rosh Hashanah, the custom is the Chassidim give a pan to the Rebbe. is to give a pidgin nefesh to the Rebbe. And we should be zeichah this year as well to be able to hand the Rebbe the pan. It's also a minig shtatchus al kibri tzadikim to go to the cave of the tzadik, which we go, of course, to the ail. <laughs> Famous story of a chsidish town. Stop shaking your head, I know you know it. Chsidish town. Only chsidim. Bunch of chsidim in the town. Boy, Yemen, Misnagir showed up in town. Now the Misnagdim, you have to understand how severe the Misnagdim can be sometimes. And this Misnagdim was very severe, and he really did not have, there was no love lost in him, Achsidim. And not only that, but he also had to show them that what righteous is all about. That you people are not righteous at all, you don't do anything right. You're not holy, you're not special, you're not anything. No. So the Misnagid came at the shul and he put on his talis and twill and he started to daven with his slavas, with a bren, with such fervor. And he tried to put the chassidim to shame. That his davening was much longer and much more involved and to the ten is better and he's better than them and better than them. And this went on and on and on throughout the day. He ate minimally and he drank and this and that. He almost like fasting and he was so, so holy and so, so special. That evening, he went to settle in his lodging, and he received a nocturnal visit. 
three Chassidim came to his room and he said, Was Vyutiri figured they wanted to become a Snagdim like him because he's so holy and special and so amazing. And actually they said the truth, they brought out, they produced these big knives. We came to kill you. What? You don't want to kill? He said, we know, we know, we know, we're not allowed to kill. It's, 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 the terrorist says, don't kill. But, we'll tell you our dilemma. In Shulchan Aruch it says, the code of the Jewish law, the Arab Rosh Hashanah, you have to go to the cave of a tzaddik. And we don't have a tzaddik in our town, we don't have a tzaddik buried here for sure not. You are the first tzaddik ever to show up here. And since you're a tzaddik, we want to have your caver here, we want your grave here, so that we can have a way to pray on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And then he said, he realized his life is in danger, so he immediately began to confess all his sins. I'm not a tzaddik, I've done this, I've done yens, I've done... He started enumerating his, all his sins. And when he finished enumerating all his sins, they explained to him very nicely, don't try to show off being a tzaddik here. Take your tzaddik business elsewhere. Kitzer, we go to the cave of the tzaddik, we go to the ale. There was also a pan kloli written, which all see them sign on. And the Rebbe, when he gets the pan kloli, it's of course for the, for the Rebbe, for his wife, his family, and for Kal Yisrael. When the Rebbe would get the pan kloli, the Rebbe would give a bracha, and the Rebbe would say always, Ksiva Sivateva. And even sometimes long, the Rebbe would elaborate. Erev um, Shana, it's customary that the person should accept upon themselves a hidur. A hidur means an enhancement of a mitzvah. Take any given mitzvah you do throughout the year and take upon yourself an enhancement. This is not similar in any which way or form to a New Year's resolution. A New Year's resolution, I said today, I spoke in an office, a New Year's resolution is pachoja to a campaign promise. Campaign promise, the politician gets up and he gives a campaign promise, vote for me, and there'll be a vote for me. No, I can't tell that story. Anyone would like, call me in afterwards and I'll tell you the story of the campaign promise. It's not going online, it just doesn't fit. On candle lighting for Rosh Hashanah, the woman says, and of course, the first night, the licht should be lit before Shkia, and the second one after, of course, nightfall, because it's the second day of Yom Tif, but even though it's considered a Yema Richter, one long day. This week, of course, next week, Wednesday, 
Erev Shoshana, it's important that you make Erev Tavshilin. Erev Tavshilin is a food and a bread, a loaf of challah or a matzah. Now, it's actually a simple thing to do. It's not a major, major problem, but Baruch Hashem, there are cell phones today and regular phones, and you're more than welcome to call me, and I'll tell you what page to turn to, and we can make the uh, Erev Tavshilin together with you. The Erev Tavshilin, you have to bring a second person to you, and you give the person the food that you're going to make the Erev Tavshilin on, he has, gives it back to you, and you say, Ani mezaka l'chol mishereitze, l'izcheis v'lizmech al-Erev zeh, I am giving, I am now being mezaka, I am, um, now we need the word for that, okay. I am seeing to it that anyone that needs to can participate with this mitzvah with me. The bracha is then made as you lift up the Erev, and then you say afterwards, Now, Now you have to understand this is also relevant because you have to make it for your wife in order to want your wife to light candles on Friday night. You have to make Erev Tavshilin because she's lighting a fire that's going to be relevant for Shabbos. Also, because you're not allowed to cook on Yom Tif for Shabbos. So therefore, this Erev Tavshilin gives us the permission. Oh, that was beautiful. I needed to know how to translate Mezaka and someone wrote Mezakazayin. That was really, from the bottom of your heart, my friend, that was really, thank you. I, I feel much better now. I'll sleep easier because my heart won't be so heavy. I didn't translate. Mizakia means Mizakazine. Okay. Um, Erev Tavshilin is extremely important. If you forget to make Erev Tavshilin, Chas Vashon, halachically, you're allowed once in a lifetime to rely on the local rabbi who made it and said, any Mizakia everybody is going to use this entitled lousy no 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 you google that word that you got entitled for that it's not entitled for you to be zocher I'm giving you the schut I'm giving you the merit yeah you googled it huh to be entitled ulai doesn't doesn't yeah? Okay. It's accepted by the board over here. Friday night, Kiddush. Technically, should have Abdullah. Because we're saying Matzah Yom Tif. But yes, it's not going from Shabbos to Yom Tif. It's going from Yom Tif to Shabbos. On Friday night, we make the regular Kiddush. Havdallah is then made Matzai Shabbos Kiddush. Because there's Adrab, we're going Mikhail Choyl, we're going Koyach Lekoyach, we're not going lower. So when you make a Matzai Shabbos 
and Yom Tov is the next on Sunday, you make Kiddush, you say Hamavdal bin Kiddush the Kiddush. But that's because the Matzah on Sunday you'll be able to cook on Yom Tov. You'll be able to do what you have to do for Yom Tov. Mashenkein, woman, I think I have it. No, I don't have it. I thought somebody texted me another translation. So therefore, Matzah Yom Tov going into Shabbos, we do not make any kind of Havdalah. There's the meaning of when the Rebbe would fabring on Matzah Yom Tov going into Shabbos. The halacha is, Pedis Mapel Makadish. Um, because we've washed before, he we went into the Fabrengen. So therefore, the Fabrengen now continuing within the night, going into the night. Since you cannot eat now without making Kiddush, they'd be paid a smap and a Kaddish, they would cover the Chala, and they would make Kiddush again. It was experimented several times, and the Rebbe was, always had a good laugh about it, because... Apparently the person doing it really never got it. Throughout Rosh Hashanah, we spoke last week, is a day of Tehillim. Both days. As much Tehillim as we can cram in, we just keep repeating and saying Tehillim. And not any kind of frivolous talk, any kind of frivolous behavior. We have spare time, say Tehillim. And if you have more spare time, you go to the kitchen and help your wife. Oh, um, really? Yes. Big we don't wear a kittel. Only on Rosh Hashanah. Only on Kippur. I'm sorry. I just got a, an email that's supposed to be here the whole day long. It just showed up. Okay. We only wear a kittel on Yom Kippur. Mini Chabad, we do not wear a talis by Mincha Omairev. On the first night of Rosh Hashanah, we dipped the apple in the honey. We're not going to sing the song. We're not singing the song, because we're not. Uh, No, not during this year. This is done during the meal. This is done during the meal, which means we make Kiddush, we wash, and then we dip the apple in the honey, we make a berry pH because it is a separate entity, we're not eating with challah. Prior to partaking of the apple, we say the Yihiratsan for the apple. Now obviously, the different customs of different people that eat different foods, the Sephardic customs, the Pedish customs, and they have a Yihiratsan or a prayer for each and everything. The most famous one, of course, is they eat a combination of raisins and celery. And they say, Yehiratsin Shia raised with celery. If I'm not mistaken, I forgot to order celery today. I have to check my order. My cook, Yeshiva, will not be happy he doesn't get a celery. On the second night of Rosh Hashanah, since again we're making Shaykh Yanu, the woman should bear in mind, if she could wear a something new, a new kerchief, a new scarf, a new shawl, or something like that, then she should do that when she lights candles, and so should have that in mind for the Sheikh Otherwise, the new fruit should already be on the table, and she should have that in mind. 
the man as well, when he makes Kiddush, he should have the Shekhyonu in mind, the new fruit that's already on the table. The Shekhyonu is then eaten before washing. Before washing for the meal, we eat the fruit of the Shekhyonu. Those, by the way, that didn't make you hit to the shir tonight, the honey cakes that just came out of the oven, and they were available for you, but you didn't come to get it, so... Should you show everybody? You see, the, if you, we, can, we can actually exhibit a... Exhibit A is the honey cake. Um, yeah. Oh, boy, a lot of marks are coming up over there. Okay. What? Um, There's, of course, a is whether or not we make a better pre- we make a better or not. Some that say that you should have in mind your dessert. If you have applesauce or something like that for dessert, it's also better creates to have it in mind with the, the, the apple that you're making a bracha on now. Kia Schaefer. For women, if a woman cannot fast so long, cannot stay that long, we don't eat before Kia Schaefer. And if your woman needs to eat something in the morning, that it's, there are many, many people that tend to blow the 30 blasts at least which are the Minateda, some say the hundred of the Minateda, at least the thirty, so that the women can eat something prior to davening. We wanted to talk also about creation, etc., but like, obviously we're running out of time tonight, so at this point I'd like to wish everybody a year of atzlacha, bracha, nachas, and freid, and simchas, and it should be lezum vizu We should not, God forbid, anyone insult or hurt or in any which way or form another person. And Adrabe should ask mechila from everybody, and I ask mechila from anybody that keeps getting a lot of on Skype or anything else that I ever did to them. And we should be zeicher that this year should be the shnas of Mashiach. No, I did not come up with Rashi Tevis or Tov Shnayim Beis. If you have one, you can write it in quickly so I can tell it. Okay, very good. We just got one. Teishnas Ashidas Bakel. Wealth in everything. Let it be a Teishnas Ashidas Bakel. I'll drink to that. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'vrocha. L'nisham of Leah, Henya, Basihudish, Rabbi Aliyah. And Shishbi, Zeicha, Tekitzer, Rana, Sheikh, Nyafa, Behiva, Seicha. And the Rebbe, Nasi, the Rebbe, Bereshena, will take us out of Golis. And this Rosh Hashanah, taken from Yad, this Rosh Hashanah, we will be able to hear and we'll be in Yerushalayim listening to the Shefer in the Beis HaMikdash Chaim L'chaim L'Vracha Eksiva L'Chsimateva Shana Teva M'Sukam Now we're hanging up Yes Couldn't eat that on Skype We've got to turn this off